The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2068. Today, it's going to be our final Jedi business episode looking at the rise of Skywalker and its performance at the box office. Punch it! Hey, Ribble Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, the last of our Jedi business episodes related to The Rise of Skywalker. It's been in theaters for more than 70 days, and later this month it's coming to home video, March 17th for streaming, March 31st for hard disks, and it made $84,000 at the box office on Friday, February 28th. You know, in 393 theaters. So yeah, we are at the point where we are nearing the end of its theatrical run. So we can sum things up to some degree. Yes, there may be a little bit of tweaks here and there in the numbers, but I think where it's going to end up is pretty well established at this point. It's just over a billion dollars. It's a billion and right around 70 million for its take worldwide. It's 514 million domestic. And that actually puts it, well, at least for the year 2019. For movies that were released in 2019, it was the number three box office grosser behind Avengers Endgame and The Lion King. As for domestic grosses all time, it's in 14th place all time. Again, pretty darn good, all things considered. Number 13 is Rogue One, and it's not going to catch it. There's like an $18 million difference. So, you know, unless something really strange happens, which is highly unlikely, it looks like we're going to have Rogue One and Rise of Skywalker at 13 and 14 in the domestic grocers all time. On the worldwide box office, though, it did pass Rogue One. It's in 33rd place all time. Rogue One is in 36th place. And there, there's actually a possibility a little bit better possibility than the one I just talked about for it to move up into 32nd place. There's only about 1.2 million between it and I think it was Beauty and the Beast if I'm not mistaken. So it's possible that it could eke out another million two in the next month or so but uh, yeah I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. So I think we are solid at 14. Uh, is that right? Yes, um, 14th all-time domestic and 33rd all-time worldwide. And that's making about a billion and 70 million dollars at the box office. And I think we can say that if we're rounding the numbers, that's a pretty good place to round it to. So, yeah, it's crazy to think that a movie that made more than a billion dollars at the box office could be considered a box office disappointment. But it's hard to know whether... Part of that is because, you know, it only made half of what The Force Awakens made. And I think one of my own biggest, I mean, I don't know if I would call it a regret or a frustration or what, but just kind of a, I feel like a missed opportunity is that if the movie had been better reviewed, if the ratings had been better for it, then I feel like we could have had a cleaner opportunity to look at the box office results and say, well, you know, 
what's really happening in the world of Star Wars and with the people who watch Star Wars movies and, you know, has there been any damage done to the franchise or is it just chugging along? You know, what are the factors that are really affecting the box office situation? And introducing the variable of lower critics reviews and lower cinema scores, lower audience rankings coming out of the movie at the start of the movie, it just introduces yet another series of variables that makes it so much more difficult for us to determine what's really going on in the fandom and if, you know, if everything's okay or, you know, if everything's not okay. I mean, it's easy to tune in to, you know, the voices that are, you know, chiming in together to talk about, you know, what they didn't like about this one versus what they didn't like about that one. And yeah, I... I don't know what to make of it at this point, and I wish I had something better to suggest to you other than just the general device of everything, which is, you know, enjoy what you love, set aside the stuff that you don't, and don't let it, don't let it taint the stuff that you do love. Now, as for what's next, well, the dates are still on the Disney calendar as far as we know, so December of 2022, 2024, and 2026 are Star Wars movies. They're being held for Lucasfilm, but... What actually goes in there is still a mystery. I will say that the comments that came out of the press release event for Project Luminous earlier this week, or actually I guess a week ago today, that made me a little nervous as far as those release dates go. And I will explain what I mean right after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, at the Project Luminous reveal, one of the things that was said in the introductory remarks was that it was publishing that kept the Star Wars fires alive in between the end of the original trilogy and the beginning of the prequel trilogy. And again, it was publishing that kept the Star Wars fan fires alive between the end of the prequel trilogy and the start of the sequel trilogy. So, that's all well and good and you know, no dispute about that at all, but here's the thing. It was 16 years between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and again, 10 years between the prequels and the sequels. And even if you look at the start of the expanded universe, which was 1990, that was keeping the fires alive for nine of those 16 years. So. You know, that kind of talk makes me wonder about the possibility of them removing at least one of those dates off of the calendar. I mean, publishing kept the fires alive for a decade in both cases for all intents and purposes. Yeah, nine years, but close enough, right? So the last Star Wars movie comes out in 2019. Is publishing going to be trying to keep the Star Wars fan fires alive through as late as 2026? Uh, yeah, you know... I don't think that's really going to happen, but it's just one of those things that like percolates in your brain because of all the uncertainty around, you know, what's coming next, who's going to direct the next Star Wars movie, what's it going to be. But the thing is, is that publishing doesn't have to be the thing that keeps the fan fires alive. In fact, in, you know, for the most part, 
it was just one piece of the whole puzzle because that also forgets about the Clone Wars, keeping the fan fires alive from 2008 through into 2013-2014. So that was a significant chunk of time in between the prequels and the sequels where animation was helping to keep the fan fires alive. And now, of course, we have Disney+, Plus, we have The Mandalorian, we have the Cassian Andor series in development, the Kenobi series in development. I cannot imagine a world where there isn't another Star Wars animation series coming to either Disney Plus or Disney Television, however they decide to figure that out. So I don't think publishing is going to be the only thing that keeps the fires alive, but it does make me wonder if that kind of talk means that movies could be moving further out on the horizon. So would love to hear what you think about that. Please share your thoughts with me. would love to hear it. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for this final Jedi business episode for The Rise of Skywalker. And may the Force be with you wherever in the galaxy you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.